Welcome to the Invested Dads Podcast, simplifying financial topics so that you can take action and make your financial situation better, helping you to understand the current world of financial planning and investments. Here are your hosts, Josh Robb and Austin Wilson. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Invested Dads Podcast, the podcast where we take you on a journey to better your financial future. I am Austin Wilson, co-portfolio manager at Hickson Zerker Capital Management. And I'm Josh Robb, director of wealth management at Hickson Zerker Capital Management. Austin, how can people help us grow our podcast? We would love it if you'd subscribe. If you're not subscribed already, so hit that plus, follow, subscribe, whatever buttons on your podcast player. That way you get new episodes when they drop on Thursdays. And it would really help us out. If you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or, heaven forbid, if someone uses Google Podcasts. Oh, it's the best. It's a great podcast playing service. You can leave us a review there, too, and you'll see five stars. Easy to find. Beautiful. So today, we are actually going to be revisiting a topic that we had talked about in 2020. This three and a half, four years ago. Holy moly. It's a long time ago. Long time ago. So today we are going to be talking about credit scores, which is what we did talk about back then. Yep. We're going to revisit some stuff and we're going to link that episode to the show notes. But we are going to be talking about how to improve. We're really going to focus on score. that. How to improve. Right? And really score. whether it's important or not. Yep. Factors there. Yep. Your credit score is a representation of your credit worthiness, which all that means is just saying it's a way of putting a value to how likely you are to pay debt that you incur. It's really right. a way for lenders to be able to compare you to others. Yes. Yes. Yep. And to then see how much risk they want to take yep. with you. And so as it works out, the lower the number, the less they're likely wanting to lend to you. Or if they decide to, it'll be at a higher rate. They're taking more, more risk. risk. It's not uh, like golf. You want no, a higher want number. A higher score here. But that's how it works. Some jobs run a credit score on you. They're not lending you money, but that's an indicator of how you manage your finances, which may, for some industries, be important. And so a credit check actually could be run by your employer as well. So that number is important for many different things, not just for lending money or getting lent money, but it may also be for jobs as well. So So Josh, what is the most common way to find your number? And what kind of number is that? Yeah. So FICA score, F-I-C-O. FICO is the score that most people use in the United States for credit tracking. And it ranges from 300 to 850. And remember, higher is better. Higher is better. I don't know why those numbers are where they are, but that's where they are. You could actually have a zero credit score if you have no credit history. You don't get penalized for it. You just don't. It doesn't exist. Right. Anything above 800 and 850 is considered exceptional. Okay. 740 to 800 is very good. Yep. 670 to 739 is good. Yep. 580 to 669 is fair. 300 to 579 is poor. Gotcha. So, you know, if you just think in general terms, 3 to 550, poor credit score. 550 to 750 is okay. Average. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anything 750 and above is, is good yeah. uh, for the most part. I mean... Anything above 800 is awesome. But you know if you can get above 750, you're, you're doing good. And most banks are just going to be pretty excited to lend to you. Um, so that's kind of a target point for you from there. And better interest rates, like I mentioned. The other thing I didn't say is you know, a lot of times when you're going to try to get an apartment, things like that, they'll run your credit there too. So it, it really matters um, from a standpoint of loans that your credit score is good. 
So you've mentioned that we each are assigned a number based yep. on our overall credit worthiness. Yep. How does that number get calculated? Yes. And we're going to come back to this list later when we talk about how to improve each one. Okay. But here's our five ways that your credit score is calculated. Each of these are weighted differently. And so we'll talk about that too on how best to improve it. But the first one is payment history. How well do you pay your debt? So it looks at your history of payments on time. Were you late? Did you miss a payment? All those things. That accounts for 35% of the credit score. That's your history, payment history. Yep. The second one is your total amount owed. Yep. So that measures just how much debt do you have total. So if you have a mortgage and you have a credit card, and you have a loan, like a car loan, car loan or whatever. Yep. All that's added together, and that's your total debt owed. That's thirty percent of your credit score. Well, so it's as a proportion, right? So it's so if you're looking at like, if you're looking at credit cards, that factors in the limit yes. and what's on the card versus yes. the limit, right? Yes. So if you have a credit card that has a five thousand dollars spending limit, and you have a thousand dollars on it. That's a percentage of your usage yep. of your credit, and that factors into that score gotcha. as well. Yep. Length of credit is 15% of your score, and that's how long have you used credit. That's one that you can't really change. It is what it is. This has an impact on credit lines, too. So if yes. you look at, it's not necessarily length of like your credit history as much as any how one long credit. Has any one credit yep. vehicle been open? Yep. So when we talk about improving it, that's one thing, yep. but it's not something you can quickly improve. No. You can't speed time up. In fact, if you do something quick, as we're going to talk about, you can actually damage it more than help yes. it. Yes. Yep. Another one is new accounts. So how many new credit openings have you done in the X amount of years? They usually look at 12 and 24 months. 10% of your overall score comes from that. And what types of credit do you have? Different types of credit account differently, and that's 10% of your score, because, again, some are backed by assets, like a mortgage, and some are unsecured, like a credit card. Yeah, so mortgages, cars even, these sort of things that are asset-backed generally are viewed as more favorable and less risky because the bank could theoretically go and take At least your, get a portion back. Take your house, yeah, take either your house or your car and get some of their yep. risk back. Yep. Whereas even things like, this is the controversial one, but even things like student loans, you can't go away, can't take that yeah, back. It's unsecured. Yep. Credit cards is great. Once it's spent, it's done. They're not yep. going to go get the big screen TV. Yep. And that's also why interest rates are higher on these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a higher risk. That amounts for 10% of your overall score. That's how they break up your score. And so when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about how you can prove different pieces of those, which ones you want to focus on. Before we do that, the question is, okay, well, that's what a credit score is. How do I know what my credit score is? True. So by federal law, every consumer has a right to a free copy of their credit report once every 12 months. There are three main credit agencies that track your credit, you are allowed to get a free report from each of those every 12 months. Yep. So you can get six, you know, three reports each time. So if you spread that out, you can really just know, you know every four months or so how your credit is doing yep. for free. There are exceptions to that. You can actually get more if your credit has been compromised. So you can t- keep a better eye on it. Or if there's been certain issues or things that have happened to you, you then can get additional free reports from them. And checking your credit does not impact negatively your credit. Now, Correct. credit inquiries from a potential lender does. Yes. But checking your credit does not. That's correct. So when you use your free credit 
reports that does not impact, does not adjust your credit score. And I will note a lot of credit cards, banks now have what is essentially an ongoing view of your credit. Yeah. And again, that does not affect your credit score. It's services that they may provide, may cost money, may not, depending on what you have. But I know a lot of banks and credit cards are utilizing that as just kind of another incentive to have them. And so in that case, you can actually get more than three times a year look at it because they kind of have this ongoing way of tracking it for you. And it might not always match up completely, Yep, but it's very close. Correct. There are two federal agencies that have a lot of resources on this. So if you're ever worried or concerned about what's going on with your credit, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, CFPB, and the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, which I'm more familiar with that one than the other one. There are online websites and portals for them to help people out. So the FTC is a great one to go to. In fact, that's where I got some of this information from. One last thing, the three reports that I talked about, Equifax, Experian, TransUnion. Those are the three where you can get your free credit reports from. But before we get to how to improve your score, because that's really what everyone's here. That's what they want to know. We are going to take a little bit of a laugh. So Josh, you mentioned you're going to a wedding this weekend. I am going to a wedding this weekend. Have you ever been to a wedding for something that's not necessarily people? Uh, No. See, then this is not going to really be that funny, but it might be. We're going to Okay, I'm going to try. So suppose you were going to a wedding. Yes. For a couple of antennas. Antennas, okay. So what would you think of the two antennas wedding? I would say their wedding was boring, but I liked their reception. <laughs> That's exactly it. You've heard yes. that one before. I haven't. I just thought <laughs> of the antenna reception. <laughs> I good. thought that was funny. I like that. I like that. Uh, okay. All right. And we're back. All right. Coming back. Today, now we're here to talk about how to improve your yes. credit score. As a reminder, we have five components. Number yep. one, payment history. Yep. We're going to talk about these each. 35% of your score. Number two, amount owed or you credit usage. 30% yep. of your score. Number three, length of credit history, 15% of your score. Mm-hmm. Number four, new accounts, 10% of your score. And number five, types of yes. credit, 10% of your score. So as Josh mentioned, step one, look at your credit report. Yep. Get it, look at it, study it. Make sure that it's not inaccurate because a lot of times there mm-hmm. is inaccuracies on there. Like, hey, I thought I closed that or hey, yada, yada, yada. That's yep. not for me. That's a red flag. Dispute your discrepancies. Make sure your credit report is as accurate as possible. But once you get yes. to the point where you know your credit score is yep. good. And that's actually, the, I, I recommend that being first because all these other things, if your credit report is not accurate, your score doesn't really reflect you. So you may be trying to improve or change a score that's not even the right one. Yep. So first and foremost, get your free credit report. Look through it. Look at each and every one. And I would say, if this, if you haven't done it in a while, get all three or at least get two of them. Because you may find sometimes one of those has something that the others don't. Right. So if this is your first time checking your credit, maybe get all three. I know you can only do it once a year, but if your your goal is to make sure you're correct and everything's lined up, and you're going to try to improve it. Get all three. Make sure they all three have the same data. Yeah. They all report a little differently, so you may find it a little separate. But make sure it all lines up. Look at open credit, closed credit reports, how many times people have asked for it. Make sure it all makes sense. Absolutely. Once you've done that, and if you fix anything that you need to, but you just reach out to whoever has something wrong to tell them about it, and then take care of it from there. So once you have your correct yep. score, it's yep. accurate anyway, then you can work on improving your score yes. through each of the five levers we can pull here, all yep. the buckets. So we're so going to start number payment one. Payment history. Payment history. So the first thing is bills on time. Wow, that's like mind-blowing. I know. Super simple. It's not... I mean, it's common sense. So... 
But that's something that dings your credit score pretty good. And so paying on time affects that payment history. And that's 35% of your score. And so paying on time, making sure that you set up automatic payments. I mean, if you're so worried about missing a payment, just make it automatic. There is no excuse to have a late payment. Mm -mm. But every credit card I've ever had has the ability to automatically deduct the full yep. statement balance yep. every month. Yes. Yeah. It's super easy. Boop. Yeah. You never set think it up. about it. Yeah. Don't Just think set about it up and be done. And that comes back to we've had conversations about credit card usage. Credit cards are great for people who have a handle on their expenses because yeah. you're going to have a limit that's maybe above what you should be spending and you don't want to overspend on a credit card because you're obligated to pay that back. And the interest rates are 30% and you don't want to be stuck with that. Absolutely. So pay them on time. And that's not step. just credit cards. That's all credit. Yes. So, but every credit has the ability to have an automatic payment. A yes. Car loan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A mortgage. It's all yep. the same. So set it up automatic on or before the due date. Yep. So pay on time's first one. Second one, staying at or below 30% of your total credit limit. So this comes to the amount owed section. Yes. 30% of your overall score. Well, 30% of your credit eligibility. So again, going back to my example, if you have $5,000 credit limit on your credit card and you want to stay below that, you don't want to spend more than $1,500 on that credit card to stay 30% or below that limit. That's really overall your credit limit. Yeah, that was just an example. Yes. And so what they're looking at is, Total amount available to you, and then how much you have on all your debt, and then that's your right. percentage. 30% or below gives you the best score for that. Don't spend over your credit limit in any one spot. That's the other thing, too, is you know you can get ex- exceptions and go above that can hurt you. So make sure you're utilizing credit between the right places. So for instance, if you have two cards, don't max out one card. Maybe spread it between the two to keep your limits in range. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. Length of credit history. This is one we Ooh, talked yeah. about. It's hard to fix or improve because you just got to wait time. But the key to this, though, is keep your oldest credit card opened, even if you don't use it as your main credit card. So you may have one from your bank from a long time ago, but now you found a better one that gives you good points or whatever the reason is. Keep that old one open because it's got your history to it. And maybe just put one automatic bill on it or just make sure it stays active, whatever you need to do to keep it active. But that'll keep your history length going then what you said is very important. You can actually hurt your credit score if you say, I want to clean up my credit, which is nothing wrong with that. Right. Just be careful that that longest credit history one is important. Now, if you have two, one's 11 years, one's 10 years, you could probably knock the 11 year off and not worry about it. Um, But in general, that longest one's giving you your best score by having a length of on-time payments. I will say another factor to consider, say you're trying to close a credit account of some sort. Aside from length of credit, is actually your available credit as a pool also goes down, mm-hmm. and so then all of a sudden your higher your usage percentage. shows up, and you don't want that to happen either. So actually, closing old credit cards can—I'm not—I'm not a proponent for having them open forever if you don't use them. But yep. if you're going to wind them down, wind them down when they naturally yeah. turn off after a long time. And you've got a bunch of other old ones still on mm-hmm. or whatever. Don't force it. Yeah. Otherwise, that can really put you in a bind. Yeah. Unless they have like high annual fees or something that is hurting you elsewhere. So again, your credit score is not the end all be all, but these are ways you can improve it or keep an eye on it. There may be other reasons why you know it'll affect your credit score, but it's for the long-term benefit. But yes, you're right. All right. Have a mix of different credit types. It's important, again, when we talked about that, the ones that are secured or backed by something are better forms of debt, but having a variety of ones and showing on-time payments for different types 
really improved your score. Yep. And then new accounts, 10% of your score. Avoid it. Like avoid trying to get credit inquiries on there. So if you're saying, hey, I am shopping for a new car. At some point, someone's going to run your credit. But make sure you're not having every place you go to looking for a car running your credit because that is not going to be good. And so only have a run credit when you're ready to actually make a deal. Or if you know I'm going to be getting a home and going to get a mortgage, maybe don't buy a car in the same year where they're going to pull your credit. Because again, that second person is going to see a ding on there. And so understand that it usually stays on for about 24 months, 12 to 24 months. Um, And so just keep an eye on how many times your credit is going to be accessed. If you notice those on there, you can resolve those. But again, if it's a real inquiry, you can't just ask for those to be removed. No, nope. they're legitimate. If there's a reason for them to request or seek your credit, and they have a right to it, there, no one's going to remove that for you. Exactly. All right. Now, the last thing I want to talk about: those are the main ways you yourself can improve your credit. All right. You may have seen commercials or heard elsewhere. There are companies that help you improve your credit score. Yeah, I There's, see them on oh, yeah. commercials all the time. and whatnot all the yeah. time. So does hiring one of those make sense? People hire credit repair companies to help them investigate mistakes on the credit report and also look for all the negative information that is on there to see if it's accurate and correct. And then over, you know, they can improve your score. Now, everything they do is legal and everything they do is fine. But the thing is, everything they do, you can do yourself for free. Oh, yeah. So it's just a matter of, do you want to pay somebody for the time spent that you don't want to do? Exactly. If you look through your credit score and you fix up what's there, and then you just focus on things we talked about, you'll improve your credit score without hiring a company. I don't think it's necessary. So we can prove our credit score. The biggest thing is on-time payments, making sure we don't have late payments. All right. That's the first and best thing you can do. It's also important as a financial advisor, make sure you're aware of your finances and being prudent with your spending. Of course. And then from there, just make sure you're not doing too much debt based on what is available to you. Not too many new credit inquiries, making sure that you don't cancel the longest account because that'll hurt you for time-wise. So all those can help you improve your. What are your thoughts on credit score in general, Austin? Yeah. I mean, I probably used to care more than I do now as I was younger and probably use credit. Nowadays, the only real reason that I would want to use credit on a frequent basis would be a home purchase. Yep. Like that's the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tend to try and pay cash for vehicles when I can. I tend to, my my credit cards I pay on time every month automatically. Yep. And don't really have things outside of that. So that's the biggest thing because it's really hard to come up with $250,000 for a house. Yes. So most and and that's debt on a appreciating asset. Debt on a depreciating asset, sometimes inevitable, yep. but not ideal. And I try to avoid that at all costs. So I think it's important. I think it's important to keep track of your number, mm-hmm. to keep track of your reports to make sure it's not inaccurate. Because yep. I've I've had things, I've had some fraudulent things pop up and yeah. I've had to keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it or and get them removed and clean things up. And it's a headache for one, but it's good to know what's out there. So I don't know. I, I'm not hung up on it if my credit score goes up or down by five or ten points a year or whatever. But some people really want to get a lot better credit for better loan terms on other things in the future. And you may, it may be more important to you. So that's kind of where I'm at. What about you? I'm in the same boat. I think credit is useful. Debt in certain instances is a good tool to utilize because again, there are issues with using money that is compounding and taking it out of that compounding period and shortening the time it has to grow. There's 
reasons why debt makes sense, like you said. So in order to get the best deal for debt, you need a good credit score. So yes, you need to be aware, the older you get, the more settled you are and where you are and what you're doing, the less important it is. And at some point, like for instance, we were just counseling somebody, a client of ours who is in their later stages of life and actually are in a, a nursing home. And the question was, hey, let's just freeze your credit because yeah. the be- the worst thing that can happen to you is somebody gets a hold of it and does something. Yep. You, you're not using it. You're not buying homes. You're not buying cars. You're you're not doing anything that's going to need a credit check. You're already where you are. Yep. So this is lock it up and freeze it. And we, we've talked about that in the past, how to freeze your credit. But that's the thing is, at some point, it becomes irrelevant. Oh, yeah. you don't, you're not going to need it anymore. You should have everything to take care of. And on the other end of things with your kids, that's another thing to keep on. You could not realize it, but everybody that has a social security number could potentially have credit. And you'd hate to find out when they turn 18 that somebody's been utilizing them fraudulently and ruin their their credit. And minors too can get free credit reports. Yes. So run the credit reports on your kids. And you could potentially freeze it. Maybe it's not every year or whatever, but once in a while, check it out. But yeah, you could potentially freeze freeze it it until they're a certain age and unfreeze it. That's where I'm at. 67% Americans have a good credit score. That's pretty, that's and then bad. 21%, almost 22% of that group have a high score of 800 or greater. Wow. So, you know, there's a good group there. You know, it's a goal. Some people get excited trying to get there. But, you know, in the end, if you can get, like I said, about that 750th mark, you're probably okay from that point. So I was just curious how many. And that's why I had to do a And, and Americans up. in total, we have a love of debt. And yes. so if you compare our debt usage and things to other people around the world, it probably looks a lot different. Yep. But it's good to know that we are at least hopefully paying our bills. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening. This was an informative episode. Like we said, we'll link our original episode talking about credit score in the show notes. So I would listen to that one first. We we'll go into more detail on how it's calculated and all of that. But hopefully this one can help people get in the right direction as they look to maybe improve their credit score over time. Uh, So thanks for listening and thanks for being here. Stay tuned for our next episode. And please share this episode if you had someone asking you about how to improve their credit score. And feel free to always email us any ideas for new episodes to hello at theinvesteddads.com. Until next episode, have a great one. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Invested Dads podcast. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a better financial future doesn't have to. Head over to theinvesteddads.com to access all the links and resources mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and we had a positive impact on your life, leave us a review. Click subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Josh Robb and Austin Wilson work for Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. All opinions expressed by Josh, Austin, or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Indices are not available for direct investment. Any investor who attempts to mimic the performance of an index would incur fees and expenses, which would reduce returns. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.